Hey, you guys, how you doing? This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to Off the Bench. Today is Wednesday, December 30th. We've got a lot to talk about. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, are you guys keeping track of everything that's going on in the news right now? Are you watching? I'm not. (laughs) I kind of turned it off. I got to tell you, I kind of turned it off. But there was an article that I read the other day that I really wanted to kind of talk to you guys about, and I'll link back to it. Uh, And a columnist, her name is Barbara Kay, wrote an article for the Epoch Times called Communism's Long March Through the Institutions Has Succeeded. And as I read it, it's kind of it's kind of chilling. But as I read it, I was thinking this is a lot like uh, Live Not By Lies, which I've been telling you guys to get from Rob Dreher. Uh, a lot of people who have been watching what's happening in our institutions, not the least of which is Turning Point USA, headed up, of course, by Charlie Kirk, just talking about how our institutions have really precipitated what we are seeing happening in the culture right now. And I don't think we're, I think we're in for the long haul here, you know, in terms of having seen um, how uh, we can beat it back and keep it from really just destroying our country because everything that communism touches, it destroys. Everything that Marxism touches, it destroys. It never works. It never will work. And I was thinking about it and I was getting upset, not going to lie. And a verse came to mind. And I thought I would start today by just encouraging you guys with it. Colossians chapter three, verse 15 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. And the other day, you know, it's coming up on January. I'm like I always do every January. I'm reevaluating my life. You know, <laughs> what worked in 2020? Really nothing worked in 2020. Like it was like, what worked, what didn't? This is a weird time to reevaluate. And at the same time, I want my life to be pleasing to the Lord. And so just like you guys, the other areas of my life that I definitely need to improve I think thankfulness is one of them. And I thought, boy, here's the Apostle Paul saying, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And so I'm going to encourage you guys the way the Lord's encouraging me. I thought, I'm just going to start off the podcast by gently nudging you this direction. And if you feel the Holy Spirit affirm it, it's probably for you and maybe not just for me. But morning's a really good time to pray. And you know, before you read the news, before you look at your notifications or check your email, you know, so that your heart doesn't take on the heaviness of the world. Because I think that's what happens, right? We we wake up and we start to think about all the things that are wrong with the world. And then you look at Facebook or whatever. Actually, I'm hardly on Facebook anymore. I'm, I just hate Facebook now. But The reason why morning is such a good time to set your heart on Jesus and ask him to help you, the reason why I'm going to say, get your family together in the morning, even if you have to get them up early to do it. Some of you can't get up early enough, you know, to be there with your dad because, you know, dads, a lot of you guys are at work really early in the morning and I, I get that. But if there are those of you who can do it, you know, for years and years, we got our kids up at, I don't know, 630 in the morning, quarter to seven, somewhere in there, just so that we could sit around and read the Bible together just so that we could read, you know, a book together so we could pray together so we could talk about the things that were, that were weighing on us 
And I'm, I'm going to challenge you because, uh, you know, we, we kind of not, we didn't fall off the wagon, but we definitely didn't haven't been doing it with the consistency that we had been, I think partly because we've been, you know, just burdened and tired. And as the Lord's been giving me a, a heart check, I want to encourage you and anyone else who needs that on this, you know, really long, uh, ride through the Rona <laughs> that we've all been taking. You know, I, I was telling Jay the other day, I'm like, and yeah, it's three R's of 2020 riot rage Rona. And I don't know about you guys, but I've been yearning for peace. And it seems like our world is literally hell bent right now on destroying it. Of course it is right. Because the world is ruled by the devil. And as a result, we experience loss of peace in our communities, which are ravaged by riots and lawlessness, which the Bible says will come in the end times. It's in our home. And as the crisis peels back layers of mistrust and reveals chasms really between, we talked about this yesterday, family members, and sadly, it's in our churches, right? My heart, and I've told you this before, has been very heavy for our broken world these past months. And some days, I confess, I wrestle with unforgiveness towards people who I have seen as either willful or even unwitting participants in pushing fear during this, you know, media driven, strife riddled, overblown virus. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying the virus isn't real, but how we've handled it has just been criminal and it's made me angry. And I've struggled to see past my frustration at how easily we are pulled into false narratives and driven too quickly to descend into chaos. And so if you guys struggle with this, lean in because the Lord has been ministering to my heart and I want to minister to you as he ministers to me. The Bible teaches us that we should be people who strive for peace. And you guys may have noticed I'm not a person who sees things in shades of gray. I'm an exhorter. And as I've said before, the weakness in exhorters is that we struggle with how to be peacemakers. But in Matthew 5, Jesus speaks about peacemakers as those who identify with God's family, those who call themselves children of the Lord. And as children of the Lord, we shouldn't be men and women who, uh, run from peace, we should be known as people who pursue and model it. The voice of the church should be a unifying one, not a divisive one. This doesn't mean that we bury the truth or refuse to say the hard things. It means that whenever possible, we speak graciously to and of other people. It means that we look not only at the bad, but also for how we might be a force for hope and healing. And I'm going to encourage you today to find the blessing around you by asking God to help you to put things in perspective as we enter into 2021. I, my sister said to me the other day, she was like, she'd seen a, a cartoon or a meme or something go by. I'm sure with social media of just a whole bunch of people leaning, you know, around the corner and they had a really long stick and they were pushing the door to 2021 open very, very, very cautiously. And I think that's how we all feel. But I'm going to encourage you guys, get your families up in the morning. You will never regret doing this. And if it means you have to try to go to bed earlier, give it a try. I can hear you guys, right? I'm not morning people. I don't care. God's a morning person. I think I can make a pretty good case for it. I think I can make, I think I can make a pretty solid, I think I can make a solid case for it, that God's a morning person. But get your kids up in the morning, even if they have to come down with their blankets, sit them on the couch read to them, read a couple of passages. You guys could um, follow along 
the scripture writing challenge. You can read just that scripture writing challenge to your kids for that day. That's a great idea. If you feel like, hey, we're we're not going to, you know, we can't commit to writing it. How about you commit to reading it? It's not very long. A great way to get you in the word. And it's a great way to let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since, as Paul said, as members of one body, that's the body of Christ, we were called to peace. And then that last part is be thankful. So what do you have to be thankful for in the middle of Verona, in the middle of all the insanity that we find ourselves in? You know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful that I'm not ruled by fear. I'm thankful that I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. I'm thankful I don't fear death. And that I know that, that to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Why? Because I have the peace of Christ in me. And as parents and as grandparents and as aunts and uncles, you can pass that along. You can pass that peace on to the next generation. And they desperately, desperately need it. And so I, I'm going to encourage you towards that and to, and to move that way today. And I'm going to link back to it, uh, these articles that I'm reading. I was thinking, now I tell you guys a lot of things, you know, I say, would you read about, you should read this and you should look at that. And I think sometimes it elicits, you know, panic or a, a lack of peace. And my goal here is never to do that. It's to tell you what's going on, but it's also to say, get off the bench. Get off the bench, get onto the battlefield. What does God want you to do? What can you do to be an instrument of change and of healing and of hope? For some of you, it's going to mean starting a homeschool resource center or opening up a homeschool co-op at your church. And I've been thinking a lot about, you know, we've learned a very painful lesson in 2020, and that is, wait for it, we cannot, absolutely cannot, trust our political process anymore. We've learned that we can't trust the vote. We learned we can't trust, we can't trust a lot of it. And yet God has us here for such a time as this, born for this time in human history, born for the struggle. We're literally born for it. And I've been reading to you guys a lot about Marxism and socialism. And I'm telling you, I'm hoping you're going to look at um, getting your kids, like check out Patriot Academy Check out Bill Jack and Worldview Academy. If you've got older kids especially, this is an important time for you to be um, battening down the hatches because there's a storm on the horizon. And the only way we're going to have peace is if we lean into the Lord. That's where it comes from. It doesn't come from any other place. And so as we work here at the podcast and with what we're doing and just asking the Lord, okay, Lord, you know, we're pivoting, now sustain. We, we're pivoting, we're moving the direction, a different direction, a direction we didn't thought we'd be going. And you guys, a lot of you are in that, in that space right now. And so I just want to encourage you, God is at work. So how about just commit to reading it? It's not very long. It's a great opportunity for you just to get into the habit of being in the word with your kids. And I promise you, I promise you that it will reap dividends that will literally reverberate should the Lord tarry for generations to come. Really? And I'm going to encourage you in that direction. Uh, I'm going to make an effort as we move forward, you know, into the new season. Like I told you guys to try to keep up as much as I can with your questions um, want to say thank you to some folks who've been donating to the podcast. Amy from Parkersburg, Iowa. Thank you, Amy. 
Tiffany from Pinky. Is that how you say it? Pink Pinkney? Pinkney? Is that it? <laughs> Michigan. And uh, Lori from Markleysburg, Pennsylvania, who said, thanks for providing some sanity in this Corona crazy world. You guys, we really appreciate your um, coming and leaving reviews for the podcast. We've been uh, reading them. Uh, Nana Bear left one over at iTunes. She said, very motivational and encouraging. Grateful for your boldness and your strength in the Lord. Thanks for your uplifting podcast. We appreciate you and your family. You guys have to know that my whole staff reads these. And so they're the ones who send them to me. It encourages them as well as me. And so thank you for doing that. When you guys leave reviews for the books over at iTunes or uh, at, or at um, Amazon, any place the books are sold, it really, really does help what we're doing. So we thank you very much for that. I wanted to take a moment today and get to a couple of your questions. I'm going to encourage you to, a lot of you are writing in saying, you know, what's going to happen with the election? You guys, I have no idea, but I can tell you this. I, I'm I'm kind of grieved. I mean, President Trump, you know, God love him. He's trying to help with this. You know, first it was the $600 stimulus and he's pushing for $2,000. Uh, the $2,000 stimulus that they're going to send out to the American people, which we don't have, right? The, the economy, we don't have it. And I believe very soon we're going to start to see inflation again, like we saw in the 80s, real inflation. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just a little Heidi St. John, nothing I can do. You know, the ding dong Congress and the, the crazy wackadoo, no good for nothing Senate. They're going to, you know, send people $2,000 in the mail. Well, how about you just let people get their life back? How about that? How about you let people go out to work again? How about you let Heidi St. John get back on the road and start speaking and, and I can make money for myself. They're, they're that like a $2,000 check that they're going to send. Okay. That's sweet. But it's like putting a bandaid on a broken arm in which the bones are sticking out of your skin. It's not going to help. And it, frankly, it's discouraging to me as I'm, I'm like, what are we like trillions of dollars in debt? And now they're going to give us, you know, $2,000. Sorry for shutting your life down for the last nine months. Here's $2,000. Oh, okay. Completely, completely frustrating. And I'm watching these guys, you know, I'm watching what's happening with the stimulus checks and, you know, and I'm watching AOC and the squad and they're talking about all this just ridiculous, just garbage, garbage, garbage stuff. And I think to myself, how did this even happen that we got to the point in time where we thought that we could take people's livelihoods away from them for six, eight, nine months and then give them $2,000. I mean, it's all you got to do is make, you know, $3,000 a month. And you've lost $12,000, $18,000. So like $2,000, like, I don't don't know what you're, I mean, except for to, you know, plunge the country farther and farther into debt. I mean, I feel like just ordinary people should be in office. We've, we've got lifetime politicians and they're doing lifetime worth of damage. And what happened to just ordinary people who know the difference between men and women, who know how to balance their own budget at home, who know we can't live beyond our means? I don't even know. But I do know for sure Christians need to engage in this fight. We need to. We need to engage in it. We need to be praying about it. And you guys, tomorrow, uh, coming up again on New Year's Eve, and I'm going to be staying up late I don't normally do it, but this year I'm going to stay up late just to make sure that we put 2020 to bed. (laughs) I'm not really much of a New Year's Eve girl. I know it's kind of boring, but uh, forever and ever used to, we, we, you know, because we live 
on the Pacific coast, we can watch the ball drop in New York city and it's nine o'clock and we're done. (laughs) I kind of like it. But this year I was like, now we better stay up and just put this one to bed. The year that is. So I'm pretty sure that's what we're going to do. I will say this at the St. John's, we have partied more in this holiday season than we have in many years. I mean, I did family gatherings at my sister's house and we had staff gatherings and we did Christmas musicals and we did sing-alongs and oh my goodness. And we had, you know, my friend Andre took a whole bunch of people caroling. And it was just to say, we're not going to let you steal our Christmas from us. We're going to stay in the fight. And I hope you guys will do that as we enter into 2021 and just pray with me. This is why I'm so important about getting our families together. As we were watching you guys, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of your Christmas cards came in and we have literally looked at every single one of them. And you know what you send in me? You know what I'm getting in the mail? Families. Pictures of your families. That's so cool. I told my husband, as we were looking at him the other day, I was like, God works through families. It's the family unit. And it's, is it any wonder that the adversary be trying to tear down the family unit? That's what he's doing, right? That's what he's doing. And so hang in there, you guys. Instead of, instead of allowing him to tear down your families, let's be part of strengthening them for the glory of God. Let's just be part of strengthening them. Lord, we're going to, we're going to, hang in there and we're going to strengthen our families in your word. We're going to get to know your word. We're finishing up the study in Revelation. And one of the reasons I love it, even if you're brand new and you haven't joined us yet, you're going to love this because we spent three months doing the first part of Revelation and we're going to spend one month wrapping it up. So the the second half we're going to cover in one month. Why? Because things move pretty fast. We're going to talk about the millennium and the second coming and heaven and what heaven is going to be like. What an amazing opportunity. Heaven incredible. It's incredible. So I hope you guys will join me at MomStar International. Before I leave today, I want to answer some questions that uh, have come into me. Ashley from Pennsylvania wrote, hi, Heidi, you have been a light in my life during my maternity leave with my son. I'm a public school teacher and I'm set to return after being gone for over a year. Part of me wants to stay home with my son and the other part of me is scared to let go of a position that I worked hard to get. I have been praying for the direction that God wants me to go. My husband is also very supportive. Any advice or encouragement? So, Ashley, uh, you knew I was going to say this. (laughs) So, everybody that's listening to this right now is rolling their eyes going, did you think she was going to say something different? Ashley, sweet mama, you got two things going for you that a lot of women would uh, love to be in the same position. You have a husband that's supportive and you have a brand new baby boy. I'd stay home with him. Uh, I, I think you will never regret staying home with your kids. There were many things that I gave up to homeschool our children. And guess what? I don't miss any of them. I gave them up to be with my kids. I gave them up for what I, what I got in return was so much better than any job would have ever given me. And you're going to be preparing your son for battle. And I promise you that when you have to go to work all day, you're missing things that you will never get back. You'll never get it back. And so I'm going to encourage you from the bottom of my heart to 
ask the Lord, obviously this is not a sin issue, but I would say, wow, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. When you rise up and when you lie down and when you walk along the road and believe me as a woman who worked, I worked nights for a long time so that I could stay home with my kids during the daytime. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't regret it. Even the, even the years that, and they were years that were very, very lean financially. The blessing of just being home with our kids so far outweighed it that I'm just, I mean, pray about it. This is not, a, like I said, it's not a sin issue unless you know what God wants you to do and you don't do it. But I'm going to encourage you stay home with your son. Pour your life into being a wife and a mother and you will never look back and regret it. I promise you. So you knew you knew that I was going to do that, right? <laughs> uh, Hendersonville, Tennessee had a vaccine question. Heidi, uh, what are your thoughts on the COVID-19 vaccine? I just want to know what is truth so I can get the word out to warn my loved ones, friends, and many others. My family and I have made the decision we are not getting the vaccine. This is a very wise decision to make. Uh, I don't want any vaccine that came out at Operation Warp Speed. Uh, vaccines take years and years and years to develop a good one. We're already hearing the other day, I, I read an article uh, in the news saying that there are people who have implants. The It's causing those implants to harden. I've heard about fertility issues. I've heard about people having adverse reactions. Uh, I've heard that this one messes with your DNA. I've heard about nanoparticles. I mean, I've read all of it. I don't like this at all. I particularly don't like it for a virus of the 99.9% survival rate. Men and women, where there is a risk, there should be a choice. And right now you have the choice, but I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion you may not always have the choice. So I don't like the idea of, a, of the COVID-19 vaccine. I mean, why would I get, answer me this. Uh, why would I get a vaccine with, for a virus of the 99.9% survival rate? I think that there's a greater risk in getting that stupid vaccine. Also, we're talking about vaccines which are made with um, aborted fetal tissue. Now, someone wrote a letter to me, and I know she's probably listening. And so I, first of all, I should say this. I loved your letter, Mama. It was one of the ones that made my husband and I cry. It was a long letter. It was so wonderful. At the end of the letter, uh, the sweet mom said, Hey, I'd like to sit down and talk with you about vaccines. I know that you're pro vaccine because you said your kids are vaccinated. So my kids were vaccinated, which I don't regret, by the way, my kids were vaccinated when I was having babies in the early nineties and the early two thousands. And, um, I had never heard of there any kind of fetal uh, tissue or any of that stuff. If I had known about that, I probably would have been, Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. And so I don't have any kids that are vaccine injured. I've had kids that have had adverse reactions to them. But as the years have gone on and I have heard from people who have no reason to lie to me, tell me about the vaccine injuries that their kids sustain. And then I started hearing about, you know, fetal tissue that was being used. And then the gospel coalition came out and said, no, it's not true. It's not fetal tissue. And it was just one, one, one uh, baby, you know, years ago. And we don't know if it was aborted or if it was you know, miscarried or, or if it, you know, uh, stillbirth, we don't know what happened. 
But there's a whole lot more evidence out there that tissue is being used from aborted fetuses. And until I was just talking to my kids about this the other day, I really want to read more about it so I can understand it. But that's just one of my concerns with the COVID-19 vaccine. So Heidi St. John will not be getting it. The St. John family will not be getting it. No. We will take our chances with a virus at the 99.9% survival rate, and we'll build up our own immunity. Thank you very much. God gave us incredible immune systems, which, by the way, your hands work better than gloves ever will. Wash your hands. Take your mask off. The whole thing's just ridiculous. So uh, that's my thought on the vaccine. And uh, I am doing my homework on this whole idea of there being fetal tissue. I've been actually stunned and disappointed with what I have seen. And I will continue to look, but I, my whole life isn't going to be about this. But I'll tell you what, there's some troubling, definitely some troubling things. I'll take one more question and then I'm going to be done for the day because I think I'm over time. Lori from Washington, Laureen from Washington. When you say open the churches, are you saying open, no masks and no registration? Let me be clear. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying let's stop living in fear of a virus at the 99.9% survival rate. The people who should be wearing masks are people who are immunocompromised and people who would be at risk for any other germ that gets to them. People who are um, taking um, immune therapy, right? Or people who have uh, recovering from cancer or chemotherapy or people with uh, underlying lung conditions. But why in the world, some riddle me this, why in the world are normal, healthy people being made to uh, pretend that we're sick? I see article after article after article come out and say that um, people who are asymptomatic are not transmitting this disease. The children don't transmit the disease. So this this uh, reaction to the virus, I will never understand it. In 2020, in a will go down, at least to me, as the year where we've le- we literally lost our mind. And I don't want to play. I don't want to be part of it. So when I I go to a church, you know, I, 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 I go to a pretty small church in uh, Camas, Washington, and they do not require masks and they do not require registration. And if they did, I would find another church. So there you go. I know some of you are upset about that, but that's just how I feel. And with regard to the vaccine, listen, you guys, where there's a risk, there should be a choice. And I still believe that your risk from the Rona vaccine is greater than your risk of the Rona itself. So there you go. All right, you guys, I hope you have a super great day. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, for leaving reviews for it over at iTunes. We listen to your voicemails when they come into Anchor FM. We read all of your reviews. We thank you so much for your financial support of this ministry. And if you're interested in coming out here to learn how to plant your own homeschool resource center, please put that on your calendar and join us September 7th and 8th at the Friendly Planet Homeschool Resource Center. We love you guys. Have a great day. And I will see you tomorrow where? At the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. 